art in heaven. Father, holy, holy, holy is thy name, Lord. Lord, we want to first of all thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing us through the year 2011, Heavenly Father. Father, sometime we were up, sometime we were down, Heavenly Father. So many started on the journey, Lord, and they've gone on home, Heavenly Father. Father, but we thank you, Lord, for our opportunity here, Lord, to see January 1st in the year 2012, Heavenly Father. Father, we know some people think the world's going to come to an end, Heavenly Father. Father, they say the Mayan calendar is running out in the year 2012, Heavenly Father. Father, but the Mayans don't know the day, nor the time, nor the hour, Lord. Only you know, Heavenly Father, the day, the time, and the hour, Heavenly Father. Father, let us, Heavenly Father, be mindful, Heavenly Father, to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, Lord. Lord, let us live lives that's better this year than we did last year, Heavenly Father. Father, the past is gone, Heavenly Father. We cannot change one thing that happened last year, Heavenly Father. Father, but we can make a difference today and tomorrow through your power. Through the power of you, Heavenly Father. Father, let us make a resolution to live more holily this year than we did last year, Lord. Let us make a resolution, Heavenly Father, to read your word more often, Heavenly Father. Let us make a resolution, Heavenly Father, to be the mothers and the fathers that you have called for us to be, Heavenly Father. Father, let us raise our children so that they may know you, Heavenly Father. Father, it's hard to raise a 20-year-old, Lord. Let us raise them while they are young, Heavenly Father. Let us teach them what does say the Lord, Heavenly Father. Father, continue to bless the pastor as he prepares to deliver your word, Lord. Lord, continue to bless and anoint him, Heavenly Father, in a very special way, Lord. Lord, bless that your truth will go forth and fall on soft, fertile ground, Heavenly Father. Father, please remove the hardness in our hearts, Heavenly Father. Father, replace it, Heavenly Father, with the word, Heavenly Father. Father, let us live lives that's holy, pleasing, acceptable to you and in your sight. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Opening up this new year, 2012, I want to looking at the series of What Has You Bound? The title for this morning's message coming from the Acts 16 chapter, looking at verses 25 through 30, but truly for the full context, the whole chapter of the 16th. Uh, of Acts, but the title, if you help me announce that to your neighbor one more time, No Change Holding Me. Now, you might be kind of locked up and restrained and bound right now, but I hope by the time I come to my conclusion, you can be found out you too can be set free. Again, I want to draw our attention, reading from the New Living Translation, Acts, the 16th chapter, and looking at verse 25. The New Living reads it this way, around midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. I just want to read that first phrase one more time. I think many of you can grip what I'm getting at here. Around midnight. I don't have this in my text, in my sermon, but I'm just going to go there anyway. The Spirit that had me, what were you doing? <laughs> Around midnight. I'm just going to leave that alone. But in this text, we find Paul and Silas bound in prison, guilty of what you may ask, guilty of preaching 
the gospel to all who will hear so that they might be free by the Lord God Almighty himself and rebuking this evil spirit from this slave girl. Can someone say slave girl? In this text we see some who are bound spiritually and some physically. Also we find those who no matter the circumstances see that they are free to worship and praise to the one who can change their circumstances. Do you catch that in the text that you have some who are bound physically and those who are bound spiritually and those who are bound mentally but also you see those who may be bound physically but yet they are free inwardly because they were free to worship and praise the one who can change their circumstances. Is this microphone on? Am I talking to somebody here this morning? I want you to grab here that God can change your circumstances. And even if he does not change your circumstances, let me tell you something else. God has not changed. He is still able to speak and do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. Can I draw our attention to this slave girl? Look at how they describe her, a slave girl that has a divinity or a demon or an evil spirit. To help some of us out, Paul is in Philippi. Philippi is a Roman city. It has been, if you look through history, you might know Augustus Caesar. You might know about Anthony. You might even know about Brutus. Et tu, Brute? Well, you know, once he killed Caesar, he fled and he died right here in Philippi. And in this place became a Roman city to celebrate their conquest of defeating Anthony and those who had turned against Caesar. And this became a Roman city. So in this Roman city, they're familiar with all their gods and their idolatry. They're Greek and Romans. Uh, Apollos, they're familiar with him. And Apollos had a python where you get the literal translation, the divinian spirit that will foretell their futures. You might see it in the movie. Uh, I like movies. You might have saw the Scorpion King. You might see the Scorpion King, anybody in the house. And when you see the Scorpion King, that guy was winning all his battles because he had a sorceress that could foretell of his future. And oftentimes she was playing with snakes. So you see how the python or the pythons was used to sign a witch or a one who can foretell and see the future. And they went into fighting only based on what the oracle would tell them that you will win. And they go out to fight. And so we find this slave girl that has herself equipped. She, she does not belong to herself. She's a slave girl. Her mind does not belong to herself. It belongs to this evil spirit. And yet she is still bound. The text records one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a demon-possessed slave girl. She was a fortune teller who earned a lot of money for her masters. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they've come to tell you how to be saved. This was hindering them in their ministry because her saying the Most High God could lead some to believe that she was referring to Zeus and not Jesus Christ, who is Lord God. Almighty. This irritated Paul to the extent that when he looked at her, <laughs> look at the, what the text says, then when a day after day until Paul got so exasperated 
that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And can someone say instantly? It left her. Can I point out to you that in the name of Jesus, instantly things happen? That even as Paul might be, you too might be irritated and exasperated of the demons messing with you, but you can get enough gall that you can look up and just say, in the name of Jesus. We sing that song, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan has to. Tell me who can stand before us when I call on that great name. Jesus, Jesus, blessed Jesus, we have the, y'all can help me preach, I'll be sitting down in a minute, but I want you to grab here that Paul realized that you cannot mess with me because I got the power of Jesus Christ and you're messing with me, you're trying to hinder everything I'm trying to do and it got to the point that I had enough. Anybody ever had enough? You had enough and you realized nothing else could do but Jesus. Said, Lord, have mercy. Lord, give me some strength. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And the enemy had to flee. Do you have the victory? So we see this woman is not her own. Her mind is gone. She belongs not to herself. And, and yet this demon, this spirit, of Python, of Apollos, where this power to tell fortunes comes from. Paul points out that no matter where you or what you come from, my God is in control. So she could have been letting them astray, saying the Almighty, he's trying to save, and they say, well, tell us more about this going to her. But he says, no, 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 no. You are not going to get the glory. Your, your masters are not going to gain profit because I am doing this for the work of the Lord. And to him belongs glory and glory alone. And so look what happens. So he speaks in the authority of Jesus and sets her mind free of this oppression of this demon. Now that she is freed mentally, her body is still owned by her masters, and the tool of the enemy has been destroyed, and they no longer have any use for her. But catch this. Might I share with you this morning that you too can be set free by the grips of the enemy no longer being a tool for him, but become a tool for the God, better yet, a weapon for him? Look what happened here. Once the enemy lost grips of her, the masses lost profit from her. And once the masses lost profit from her, they no, she was no longer their, their prime objective. They're now, uh, their angst, their anger, their animosity went on Paul and Silas. They took away my money. You know how people are with their money, right? It's kind of, you know, you messing with their money, you know, it's like messing with my emotions, huh? Some of y'all caught that one. And, and in this process that he's letting them know that my money is gone and I was gaining profit not because of her benefit but for my benefit. I was using the enemy that was inside of her so that we could profit from this. Look at how the masters are working here. I want you to grab this. Somebody ought to catch this on their way going home that once you stop the enemy from messing with you and using you, you'll find out some people might stop talking to you. And then you're going to realize how you feel so much better since I laid my burdens down. <laughs> you're going to realize you don't have headaches anymore. You're not stressed out anymore. 
Because you just turn it over to the Lord. And so those people that was bringing you problem after problem, stress after stress, you start finding out that when you gave it to the Lord, you got rest. I hear Jesus saying, come you, all you are burdened, find rest for your soul. And see, her mind is at rest, her mind is at peace, but look at the enemy, the enemy's trying to stop them. And so since the masters no longer had control, they took control of Paul and Silas. It says they laid hold of them and took them to the marketplace before the magistrates who then stripped them and beat them and then marched them into the prison, bound their feet in wooden stocks. And we pick up the timeline about midnight. But before I get to the midnight part, I want to point out here that Paul and Silas have been bound and accused of being guilty, what you and I ought to be guilty of. When people see us, they ought to get upset and mad that every time you see me, I'm talking about Jesus. They ought to turn their head and say, here comes that holy roller. You want to come on and say, can I pray with you one more time? They ought to get upset that when they start going down some foul and some evil jokes, you're going to bring in how God is not pleased and honored by such conversation that we won't give in to such things. I don't know about you, but you, you might have done some things in somebody else's name last year. You might have done some things a different way last year. But you can say for this year, I understand that in the name of Jesus, I'm going to be about his business. I'm going to walk where he wants me to walk, talk how he wants me to talk, live how he wants me to live. And Catch this, catch it. If he tells me to be still, I'll just. Because I will wait on the Lord. Looking here again, now I want you to grab here that Paul is being accused. And, and my mind reminds me that Paul realized that he has an advocate. A lawyer who never lost a case. Am I right about it? <laughs> As much as the evidence might point against us, there's a God that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, the only begotten God that is, that's interceding on our behalf. That no matter how our circumstances may look like, we may be beaten down, we may be burdensome, we may be even bound, but yet our soul can still sink. So we pick up around midnight. Some of you and most of the world around midnight was looking at a clock, watching a ball drop, hearing somebody sing, grabbing somebody's hand, picking up a glass, and ready to bring in the new year. But around midnight, we see Paul and Silas beaten down broken down and chained down but not down but started singing hymns and they weren't whispering them and said it was loud enough that the other jailers could hear them i don't know about you but i, I i've been in a dorm room when they had showers and when somebody gets in the shower everybody becomes an artist and they don't sing quiet. They sing loud. You know the song that they're singing. And, and I, with my mind imagination, I feel like, like Paul and Silas got it. They just say, you say, you know what? We ain't got nothing else to do. Let's just sing. And they just sing loud. 
and 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 my mind and my mind imagination goes back to the hymn that I know that I love so much that Paul wrote in his letter to the Philippians. Pick up in that second chapter from maybe around verse to around verse eleven, and it says, "Have this mind also in Christ, that though he was God, thought it not robbery." To come in the form of man. If you look at that, it's poetic how the formation comes. And so I can hear him waxing eloquently about the great exalted Lord, his Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior. And they jailers who are locked down in prison, seeing these men beaten down, freshly whipped. I want you to know that their wounds have not had time to heal, but yet their hearts were healed. And so they were able to sing unto God and, and look how our God reacted. Uh, the text does not say God caused it, but I don't see it no other way that when the earth started moving, it had to be God's hand. And God said, wait a minute, they're singing about my son. I, I think God got excited and the earth started to shake. And then what happened? The, the doors were swung open and thirdly, the chains fell off. Cast the order here. They earth shook, basically letting you know something about to happen here. The door opened up, letting them know that you have a way out. But as the door opened up, they were still bound. Then the chains fell down, and they were free to go. Can I help somebody out this morning that even when you've been set free, you still got a choice? And Paul had a choice to run and become a fugitive, but yet he stayed in the cell. It said it was around midnight. I don't know about you, but around midnight, it's always dark in the house, and you got to turn lights to see what's going on. And the jailer realized it was dark. They could have escaped. I don't know what's going on. I'm fetching to get the lights. I'm fetching to take my sword. I'm about to kill my life. Can I drop a a pen in here for a moment? The soldiers, oftentimes history says that if they were responsible for who left that prison, and if they left, then they will be responsible to fill in that time for those prisoners. We find out here that this jailer has a family, so he probably has some children. He's probably thinking that it's better for me to die than for me to spend the rest of my life in this jail and be the embarrassment of my family. Because if I kill myself, all they're going to know is that I died. They might believe they killed me as they escaped. But Paul says, don't harm yourself. Remember I said there's those who've been in prisons who are in bond or who are enslaved mentally, physically, and spiritually. We see everybody in the jail has been set free but the God. He became a prisoner of the moment. He was arrested and shook that my life is over. I need to hand it over because what I was supposed to do has failed. I don't know about you, but sometimes you might be looking at your life and says, everything I've worked for has failed. It has not come to a proper conclusion. I've worked hard. It has not worked out. I, I haven't got my raise yet. I haven't got a new job yet. I haven't had children yet. I haven't gotten married yet. I haven't got my new car yet. I haven't graduated yet. We have all these things of not yet. But we have to look at this and realize that God has a perfect time for everything. And and what I grab here, at the time he's grabbing his sword, Paul cries out, don't harm yourself. Don't 
kill yourself. I hear God crying out to you right now. Don't give up yet. It's not over yet. Hope is still here. Then look what gripped him. He ran in fear and trembling before Paul and Silas. Look clearly at the text. He took them out of the jail. Y'all missed it. Where they were bound and shackled. The one who put them there was the one that took them out. (laughs) Y'all still not catching on. The circumstance had them locked up and chained by a guard who was told to watch over them. But he realized some change happened. Something different happened. I might have been falling asleep, but I heard him say a name about Jesus. I heard him say about a name that you can be saved. What must I do to be saved? Oh, glory. Hallelujah. And look what Paul tells all. All you got to do is believe. Tell your neighbor, all you got to do is believe. Tell him one more time. All you got to do is believe. And who the son sets free is free indeed. And, and look, it got so good to him. He says, you know what? This ain't good enough for you. Y'all miss when the love of Jesus gets up in you, you start wanting to show some love to somebody else. They went from being prisoners to being house guests. He tended to their wounds. He washed them. But look how he got washed. He got washed in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, Look at the family. They got baptized because they believed in the great message that Paul was speaking on. And look how he took them back after he nursed their wounds. A voice came from on high say, let them go. (laughs) Y'all missed it again. Uh, They were already released, but they willingly went back into the jail. uh, And God had it moved by the magistrate say, let them go. And look how Paul done worked it out. He says, wait a minute, they need to come and do it themselves. They publicly embarrassed me, beat me down, stripped me down, and we are Roman citizens. Let me give you a little historical lesson. A Roman citizen should have had a proper trial. And they should not have been uh, subjected to such abuse and ridicule. And so they had to publicly walk them out and apologize for what has happened. But can I drive this home for you here this morning, looking at this situation, what has happened? It says again around midnight. You and your life might be around midnight. Might be at the last hour. Might feel like all hope is lost. Paul and Silas could have resigned and said, you know, it's time to rest. It's time to give it up. We're not going to make it any further. But no, they looked up unto God. And around midnight, they decided that I know a God who is able. I, I don't know about you, but I, I know about Paul. I, he knows his word. And I think Paul could probably think about a man named Daniel who was left in the lion's den. And I don't know what time, but it might have been around midnight that Daniel realized that he was still alive. That the lion's mouth was still closed. And when morning came, he realized that my God uh, avenged me. He's the one who set me free. Oh, king, it had nothing to do with you, but my God is able. I I, I don't know about you, but he might have thought about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How they stood before the king, and the king says, who is able to save you from my hands? And they says, King Nebuchadnezzar, whether we bow or not, our God is able to save us from that fire. And we know it was in broad daylight, but God knew at the right time he stepped on in that they walked out and there was no flames 
on them. It might have been a, a man named Jonah that was going the wrong way uh, and he was trying to get away, but the Lord had a fish uh, swallow him. And while he was in the belly of the fish, he too turned to the Lord and sang a hymn of worship and praise unto God. And God spread him out too and set him free on the shore. I don't know about you, but I, 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 my time takes me to the New Testament time and I think about Peter who was on a boat that was rocking and swaying and the storm was raging and they were scared and they saw a ghost and he says it's me and he said master if it's you just bid me to come out there he said come and Peter started walking on the water but yet again his circumstances got too big for him the wind started blowing and he started to fall and, and look how it all worked out he says save me and the master <laughs> picked him right up uh, I just want to throw this one in for free do you know he called out master save me <laughs> Jesus was on top of the situation the thing that was problem was the water, but Jesus was on top of it. Tell your neighbor, God's on top of it. He knows about your problems. He knows what's going on. Paul and Silas was locked up, but God was on top of it. Look how he worked it out. I don't know about you, but it's about time to sit, my, to sit down. But on my way to my seat, I'm thinking about going to get me something to eat. And when I go to get something to eat, you know, before they make it, they got to stir up the ingredients. And I see how God is working out our life that he throws stuff in and starts stirring it up. Because I am convinced, uh, I am persuaded that God works out all things for the good of those who love him and according to his purpose. That's some mixing it up. You in jail? I can work that out. You locked up? I can work that out. A guard got free. His family got free. Philip got to know Jesus. He went back and set some free. Lydia got set free. I don't know about you, but I might be down and out. Things might look harder. I don't know what Paul sang, but I can sing. I'm free. Praise the Lord. I'm free. No longer bound. No longer chains holding me. I can say free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. I'm free at last. Oh, I just might say, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Obey. Good day now, Zion. May the Lord bless you real good. But on your way home, you ought to sing to God and say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I love you. I'm free. I'm free. I may be bound. Things may be down. But you are resurrected. You are high. And I put my trust. Around midnight, I'll say I will trust 
in the Lord uh, around midnight. Uh, I say, Father, I stretch uh, around midnight. Uh, I say, Lord, you are my shepherd. Uh, around midnight, uh, I say, you are my light uh, and my strength. Uh, around midnight, I look up to the hills uh, which come in my helper. Uh, around midnight, he's a present helper in a time of trouble. Uh, around midnight, uh, he is my all in all. He is my redeemer. He is my rock. He is my sword and shield. Ah, yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you, what has you bound? For whatever it is, the Lord can get you out. Because your circumstances can't hold you. The chains can't hold you. Life can't hold you. Because look at Paul. He was in jail. Couldn't hold him. He was in chains. Couldn't hold him. He was beaten down. That couldn't hold him. Because who the song says free. It's free indeed. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm just going to throw this in for free. In, In the Bible, in Acts, I'm in the 16th chapter. Just go back to the 12th chapter. Peter was locked up. Harry done killed James, thought he had something going on, but the people started praying. Oh, y'all missed it right there. The people started praying. (laughs) Things started shifting in the heavenlies, and God sent an angel down, and Peter was set free from the shackles. Uh, He thought he must be in a dream, because how could I set free? And when the gate swung open, he was out of the city. He realized it had to be God. And it got so good, he says, you know what? It's late in the hour, but I know they must be praying. So let me go to the house of prayer. Am I talking to somebody here? No matter what you're going through, just get on your knees and cry unto God and say, Lord, I know you're able to change my circumstances. I know you're able to change the situation. Just speak, Lord. And tell your neighbor it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. No change holding me. Because I am, I'm free. You too can be free today. Free of whatever is holding you. It's not bigger. It's not bigger than God. It seems bigger in your eyesight. It seems humongous in your will and your strength. But yet, our weapon is not carnal, but mighty in the tearing down strongholds, because it's mighty in His power. So therefore, be strong in the power of the Lord and His might, putting on the whole armor of God and do all that you can and just stand and when you stand God will take care of the rest because you're standing in his power you're standing in his strength so you just stand on his promise. Lord, you said you'll never leave me. No forsake me. Lord, I'm standing on that. My, my, my mother, my father made forsake me. But the Lord, 
will take me. You go back and look at Psalm 27. I like that part. Uh, it hurt me for when I was to read that. When I read that, I said, my mom and dad won't ever leave me. But I started thinking about that. They will leave me. Because they're not, they're not going to permanently be here. But God sits closer than any brother. We sang before, walk with me, Lord. Y'all know that joke. The man says, uh, do you know the name of God? Yes, I know the name of God. His name is Andy. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. Andy calls me his own. Knowing that our God will keep us and never leave us nor forsake us. And that's why we're free no matter our circumstances. No matter what this new year lays to bring against us. It's not greater or bigger than our God who is for us. And so don't feel chained and bound and restricted because of your circumstances. But realize that, God, I am free because you have set me free. And how can I live in your liberty? Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we come to you right now. We thank you, O God. We magnify you. We worship you, O God. Father, Lord, we look over this year. And realize, Lord, that you have brought us from 2011 to 2012. And, Lord, we may have made resolutions or we are determined just on our own just to make this year a better year. For, Father, there's new things coming our way. But, God, we thank you, Lord, that you're still the same. And you promise to bless us exceedingly and abundantly above, beyond what we can ask or think. You promise to give us your joy, and your joy will overflow. You promise to give us peace. You promise to give us life, and that more abundantly. So, Father, we just stand on your promise. And, Father, Lord, as it becomes hard on us to stand steadfast in your will, we pray that, God, just as Paul and Silas, that we'll just turn to you and worship you, and we'll praise you and realize, Lord, that this is where our change will come. Our change will come when you will intervene on our behalf. So, Father, we place all our trust in you. Now, Lord, I pray there might be someone here just as that guard said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? If you just believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and believe he died on the cross for your sins, you shall be saved. All who call the name of the Lord will be saved. That's you. Raise your hand. That's you. That's you. You call on Jesus today. Say, Lord, I want to be saved. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. No one's look up at me. That's you. That's you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's have a while that we thank you. Father, we get ready to extend the hand of the disciples so we open up this place, God, that you will lead in whoever you want to be here. And Father, Lord, those who are searching for a church home, God, that you will minister to them and help them to find that place you want them to be. Lord, I pray that <clears throat> if it's not today, God, that you will continue to minister to them, help them, Lord, to come back or visit another place. But Lord, I pray that they find a place where they can be plugged in, that they can grow and mature and find out how they too can be set free through the gospel of Jesus Christ, we pray. All God's children said amen. amen. May we stand as we extend the hand of discipleship. We ask all to stand. Just make it a little bit easier to come through the pews. Is there someone here today? We welcome you here in this place. We welcome you here in this place. Our God loves you. He sees you right where you are. He has on church daily such as should be saved. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name.
Glory be to God. Glory be to God. the altar is there someone else welcome me here in this place if you need not come forward we do have a one of our sisters that came forward for prayer to be set free of this addiction, amen. So we're going to join with her and pray to somebody else. I want you to know our God is able. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond what we can ask or think or even imagine. Amen, amen. As we will come, we just, if you can grab the hand next to you, we're going to come and pray with Sister Tina Gables that she wants to be set free from the addiction of cigarettes. And we know our God is able. Amen. And we were blessed in a wonderful testimony, Sister Pice Meyer. I'm going to ask her to lead us in this prayer. Amen. With a beep and prayer with our sister. Amen. Lord God, we just thank you and we love you, Lord God. We thank you for another opportunity to come together as your children, Lord God, trusting and believing you praising your holy name, knowing that you are God and there is no one like you, Lord God. Lord, we are coming together, touching and agreeing for Tina, Lord, who is wanting to be set free from the addictions of cigarettes, Lord God. I remind, I'm reminded of how you set me free 30 years ago, Lord God. I was so addicted to cigarettes, if I got up at three, they got up with me, Lord God. But one day I recognized that that was not what you wanted for me, Lord God. And I called out to you, Lord God, help me that I would no longer be a slave, be bound to a cigarette, Lord God. And you did. And I have never forgotten. I will sing the praises of you till the day I die for thanking you for delivering me something from something that was at 65 cents that is now 650 a pack, Lord God. I thank you and I praise you, Lord God. And we know, Lord God, that if Tina just stands on your word, knowing that she can do all things through Christ Jesus, she can do anything but fail if she stands in faith and listening to the testimony of the saints, Lord God, that she can be set free from the cigarettes because it's not your desire for her to inhale a cigarette, Lord God. We are trusting you today, Lord God, that she will be delivered. She will have some days. She might fall back a little bit, but Lord God, she is going to stand in faith. As Pastor said, stand, knowing that you are able. She is able through Christ Jesus to do anything and she will be delivered from the bounds of smoking. We thank you and we love you, Lord God. And I, as I asked you 30 years ago, Lord God, if I was ever foolish enough 
to start up again if you would let me cough my fool head off. And Lord God, I'm asking the same thing for Tina because we know that you are in charge and this is not what you want for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Sister, Sister Tina, I declare unto you, as she said, as you said, too, that you said you desire to, to become sick. You desire to put another package. And I think that this led you to not just repentance, but your remorseful that led to your repentance to turn back to, to him. I declare unto you that God is faithful on his promise, that he will write his word upon your heart as you turn it upon him, that your desire will be to glory and magnify him, and that you will honor him by just be obedient unto his will in your right up and in your laying down. May his praises continue to be on your lips. And I declare unto you that your soul will be happy unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Amen. Got a testimony about her cat, Pumpkin. We pray for her cat. Amen. Doing very good. Amen. Tell your neighbor, prayer works. Hallelujah. No prayer. Little prayer, but much prayer. Oh, let's give much praise unto our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'll ask uh, Pastor Price to come forward to lead us uh, in our continuing uh, of our worship. If you can lead us in our church covenant and then our tithes and our offering. Amen for this new year. Amen, church. Amen. If you open your bulletins, you should have a church covenant. If you're able to stand, please stand. I'll read the first and the third verses. You read the second and the fourth verses, and then we'll read the last verse together. Amen? amen. Everyone have it say Amen. Having been led as we believe by the Spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we do now in the presence of God, angels, and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. also engage to maintain family and secret devotion, to study diligently the word of God, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, 
to walk circumspectly in the world, to be kind and just to those in our employ, and faithful in the service we promise others, endeavoring in the purity of heart and goodwill towards all men to exemplify and commend our holy faith. together when we remove from this place we engage as soon as possible to unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word amen you may be seated as the deacons and the ushers prepare to come forward to take our tithes and offerings I would say prayer for the tithes and the offerings amen Lord we thank you Lord for the opportunity to give back Heavenly Father to give back what you have so richly blessed us with, Heavenly Father. Yes. Father, for we know that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein. Lord, Lord, we don't own anything, Heavenly Father, for it's all yours, Heavenly Father. Father, we know that you love us a cheerful giver, Lord. Let us not give grudgingly or out of necessity, Lord, but let us, let us give freely from the heart. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Deacons and the ushers. This is the first Sunday, so uh, Deacon Whitelow will be holding the tray for the benevolence. Amen.
Amen, amen. We will have our communion. Uh, before that, I'll just get these announcements. Uh, we have a few announcements for this weeks and weeks to come. want to point out that we'll have our full team ministry meeting this Tuesday, uh, January 3rd at 6.30 p.m. Uh, soup and sandwich is kicking off the new year uh, this Wednesday, 5 p.m. And our Bible study following afterwards at 6 p.m. Our next leadership meeting will be in February. Uh, we are uh, holding off for this first Saturday in January, but we'll be in first Saturday uh, in February. It'll be February 4th at 9 a.m.